Welcome back to another episode of Movies, Nay, TV Shows That Molded Say Me. what? <laughs> the Say movies. These are the movies TV that shows. molded me. These are the TV movies shows. that TV molded me. Download the movies. TV shows. Download the movies. TV shows. Hey, one love. <laughs> hey, I like the movies with the boobies. <laughs> Technically, there's not too many uh, TV shows with boobies, though. So that's I guess not true. Have... You got Game of Thrones. Uh, You've got uh, I don't those know. Are, those are all pretty new, so you're not yeah. really being molded by those boobies as much. You know, I feel like I remember there being a lot whenever I was young, like a lot of those in the '80s, but then not so much in the '90s or 2000s. You know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't Who know. Knows? Like, uh, we've already discussed how your parents didn't love you and that you watch horror movies. So apparently, you're <laughs> you're watching t- titty flicks too. <laughs> well, you know, Chris had an interesting upbringing. <laughs> this is true. This is true. As did yeah, we all. Except Seth is the one with all the mental health issues. Hmm, now, interesting. Listen, that's because of a car accident. All right. Oh, okay, car accident. There's legitimate uh, reasons. <laughs> <laughs> then oh, I'm a little, this is gonna little, be this is gonna be fun today, oh, guys. This is I'm how we're starting forward. movies and molding me. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, we have to start out by roasting each other, so you know it works out really well. But we are doing TV shows that molded me today, Seth. All right, and, and the I, reason we're I doing this is because, that. yeah, I know because that's all he ever watches. Uh, the reason we're doing this is because we've decided that we're going to start allowing TV shows on movies that molded me. And we thought, well, we might as well go ahead and do the, the top TV shows that molded us. So just rip that's that what we're doing today. right off, you know, right. That's right. Right <laughs> off at the beginning. So <laughs> it is still called movies that molded me, but we're going to, you know, allow the TV shows. It is interesting so, uh, that, uh, at the inception oh my gosh. of Here we this go. podcast, <laughs> all right, at its inception, I was 100% in promotion of TV shows. In fact, I came in with some incredible TV shows that totally matched the mission vision of what we were trying to convey during that show, and I, they were pushed down because they were not movies they were tv shows i am very already making me like like (laughs) second guess this decision you know so (laughs) i'll shut up well that was because we were doing top westerns and you came in with lonesome dove which is an amazing Amazing miniseries it's phenomenal it wasn't a movie and we weren't doing tv shows at that time so you know now it just we didn't are. work, but now it could. If we were to go and revisit the westerns, there's actually a lot of really great western TV shows. Speaking of so, that, shout back to yeah. is hilarious because one of my top picks was a movie. But it was like a series of three TV show linked shows put together <laughs> as a movie, which really got Seth, um, you know, his panties all bundled well, up. You, and so shout out to shout know. out to that series. Go back and watch that one. You can't have your cake and eat it too. It's you, know? you can't even come up with anything for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who's going first today, Chris? Oh, that's going to be me. Seth B. Showalter. Seth B. Showalter is going to be going first, and uh, then Omar, you get the privilege of going second, and I'm going to get to go last. We all I know that I'm going to lose. I thought but that's okay. I lost first in the. Yeah, yeah, but I got to decide because I won, oh. and so I decided I was going last. Nice. Yeah, I think there might be a little bit of an advantage there, but we'll see. We're uh, we're still going to do our top three, uh, even though there's only three of us. So we're going to get a you know technically a top nine list if there's nine, if we don't have any uh, crossover. Uh, but, you know, of course, we're looking for that top five uh, TV shows of all time. And we're going to start out with Seth uh, 
Uh, Seth, what is your third favorite TV show all right. of all time? Now, key here. Key here. <laughs> They're not going to be my selections. I'm not going to win this game. All right. My goal is not to win this game. My goal what if Seth ends up is winning it to like provide titles that actually impacted me as per the name of the show. Now, granted, the show's movies that molded me, but the key here is the molded me part. So my okay. selections are are options or TV shows that truly. How do you know me. that's not how we're all picking the same way? Because I've yeah. seen your show. So <laughs> uh, my number three. Uh, Let's see. Wait a minute. You were born in what, like ninety two? So eighty nine. Uh, thank you. Okay, eighty nine. No, so, just really made so, me date myself online. Sorry. All right. So your favorite TV show of all time would be Miss America. What nineteen ninety five? Shut up. <laughs> You're an idiot. No, my number three top TV show that molded me is Boy Meets Girl. Wow. Cory and Topanga. Interesting. I mean, Topanga was hot. So, yeah, but right, she it was. molded me in a di- in a di- it molded me in a different way than it molded you. Clearly, <laughs> so I mean, I'm just interested in how that worked out. You're watching the bromance between Corey and his buddy. What was it? Uh, Listen, I- what was what was what was the other dude's name? He was kind of hot, kind of bad boy. I, I don't even remember. I just really cared. He about was looking at his face. He, he didn't care about his name. I didn't care. <laughs> I the point here also is not just about the gay romance that wasn't there that you know i i am multifaceted omar as a human being my identity okay. is not solely oh, you're found. not just gay it's not solely found <laughs> and finding other men attractive um there's much more to me and so uh yeah i i saw a lot of things in that show one i felt like when i was watching that show i was there because it was escapism for me from my childhood I really struggled in school and seeing that show and them kind of grow up over the years was, uh, it was a very, you know, comforting thing for me. So it very much molded me. Okay. And All I, right. That makes sense. I mean, you're a little bit younger than I am. Um, it was not a bad show, but I was, you know, in high school at that time. So I watched it, but not, I wasn't as excited for it to come on. Like you would have said, there's some other, and we might get into it, so I'm not going to mention there's some other shows that I feel like Boy Meets World is kind of like based on um, that happened maybe like 10 years before that show um, that maybe would have related, related more to me. But, oh, you didn't give it a number. I was gonna. I was about to give it a, a oh, number. Yeah, what, yeah, what do you score it? You didn't. Oh, what's the scale? Out of five. Out of one five. To five. And five being the best, one being the worst. Correct. This is not your first time on the show. I'm, man, <laughs> it has been a day. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a three. <clears throat> wow! So at, on your top three list, your best one only gets a three, and I don't disagree. I mean, I'm gonna give it a two point seven five. Really? <laughs> That's a two point eight. You're an asshole. All right. Really? Well, that didn't shape d- you. Do you, at you have all? anything you it, want to say about point this TV two's show? Below. No, I just gave a whole speech of why it didn't shape me as much as. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Not- oh, you're a little bit older than me, Omar, and I've never seen this show in my life. I don't know anything about it. What? Uh, in fact, did you call it Boy Meets Girl or Boy Meets World? I said Boy Meets Girl, but I meant Boy Meets World. I've had a day. Okay. 
Okay. I think we all knew what you meant, but yeah, yeah. that's funny. It pretty much was right. Boy Meets Girl. That's what the well, show is. I've never seen an episode. Benga. Really? I find I've that interesting. I've never so seen how, a single episode. So how old are you again? So you can't even vote on it. That's hilarious. I'm 37. Really? Yeah. I would have been in high school for sure. I didn't care about this kind of stuff at all at that age. You were so mature. All right. So uh, Boy Meets World is going to end up with a 5.8 on <laughs> the grayscale. 5.8 out of 15. That's, I mean, it's not good, but it's not terrible. That's sad, yeah. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, the fact that in his top three TV shows of all time, it gets a three. He gives you it a three. Think, yeah, that, yeah. That's pretty sad. I don't, that is pretty I, I, sad. Uh, but whatever, you know, I'm not going to fault him for it. It's going to bring us, Omar, to your third favorite TV show of all time. All right. Well, my <laughs> third favorite TV show of all time. This is an oldie but a goodie, tell you. It's probably one of the longest-running TV shows, I would imagine. Um, 1969 till present. Days of our lives? Uh, 1969 till present. <laughs> I don't know if it's actually the longest, but it's one of the longest. That's Scooby really Doo. long. Yeah. Really? Scooby-Doo? Yeah, that's, that's so... Scooby-Doo definitely molded me as a kid. I have to put this on the list or I'll be lying to you guys. Where this, are I you? watched this... I think I was babysitted by Fred, Daphne, and the gang more than like you know, like my mother when I was younger. It was one of those things that like I watched Scooby Doo re- religiously, and it actually probably has a theme in my life now. With like with some of the podcasts I listen to with the true crime stuff, um, Scooby Doo's always been about like towing that line. It was like mystery, kind of scary, but at the end of the end of the episode, there's always somebody behind the mask, you know. And that's what I loved about Scooby Doo too, because it it kind of like took the whole mystery or scariness out of like ghost or like the unknown because it's always like there's probably somebody behind that you know and so that was always fun and you had the globe trotters that would come on there was special episodes scooby-doo was great shaggy was a stoner you know he's hanging out with his dog <laughs> um you have the whole like daphne and velma like whole daphne is she lgbtq or is she not you know so there's just a whole lot of like layers going on to the cartoon and and I um is it confirmed that Shaggy was a stoner though? I mean, like obviously he played the stoner type. I'm pretty sure like the Scooby Snacks like definitely (laughs) like had something in it because why was he so excited about him? Yeah. (laughs) But uh but yeah, so that that this is one that molded me hardcore. In fact, I think I watched way too much Scooby Doo as a child. I'm gonna tell you the story. I'm not sure if I shared it before on movies that molded me, but uh I had a nightmare. In fact. That was a very like molding nightmare as a child where uh, like Scooby-Doo and the entire game showed up at my grandmother's house in the mystery machine. <laughs> and because the gang was older than, than me, they went in with the rest of the adults and, you know, did whatever the adults did inside. And me and Scooby were going to hang out outside. I was like, this is so dope. Scooby's at my house, right? And as soon as everybody goes inside, Scooby gets up on his back two legs like he does like in the shows. And he starts chasing me around the mystery machine. And I'm like scared to death at this point that scooby's gonna murder me and like and and uh so yeah i was traumatized by that for a while clearly i've gotten over it um but i mean it's they have a great formula i mean it's kind of like you know what's gonna happen in you know like at the end of the show but still it's fun to watch and even now as an adult you know i'll i don't mind sitting back and you know smoking a little weed and watching some scooby-doo 
I'd give it a 4.4 on the grayscale. <laughs> Omar knows that I'm doing math by pen today, and so he's, uh, you know, he's doing that on purpose, the points. Uh, Seth, what do you think about Scooby-Doo? Uh, well, the issue with Scooby-Doo is that it aired on Nickelodeon. How do you correct? have an issue with Scooby-Doo? It aired on Nickelodeon, I, correct? I don't, I don't think know. so. Not no. at all. Are you, aren't, well, it was I'm, I'm it, fairly, I mean, I know Nickelodeon didn't exist in 1969, but I'm pretty sure I wasn't watching it on Nickelodeon. I think it was just on, when I was a kid at least, it was just on regular TV, I do believe. Hmm. For some yeah, reason I, exactly I thought it channel. wasn't Disney, so I couldn't. I didn't watch it because it was. It's, it's not Disney. It was. I know it, it was other because you know what I'm saying. Like it was. Scooby so you was only watched Disney, pretty much. Yeah. Your parents only allowed you to watch Disney. It was no, Cartoon Network, CBS, and American Broadcasting Company. So CBS and ABC and Cartoon Network is kind yeah, of yeah. There the you go. Yeah. I mean, I I've seen some of Scooby Doo, but I didn't really. I didn't really watch it that much, to be honest with you. I thought it was kind of stupid because I, <laughs> I hated, I hated animation. I still do. I hate cartoons. I hated animation, any of that stuff, and it, I just didn't. It didn't. I didn't. Scooby Snacks. I didn't. It didn't do the thing for me. But what about you, Chris? Well, all right. Who 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 did Scooby Snacks like that? And, and I feel like you've never watched Scooby Doo. <laughs> <laughs> was, was that was that was that was that a Scooby Doo impression? Yes. Well, <laughs> okay, Seth, what do you give Scooby-Doo yes. since you've seen, you know, an episode or two? 2.5. <laughs> okay. I'll All right. It. Seth gives Scooby-Doo 2.5. Uh, I fuck with Scooby-Doo. I loved Scooby-Doo as a kid. I thought it was great. Uh, really into, you know, kind of like darker theme stuff, scary stuff. Uh, so I really liked it. It kind of like, I don't know, that... That TV show or cartoon, along with like Ghostbusters cartoon, uh, you know, that kind of <laughs> that, stuff. That I really fun. enjoyed those kind of cartoons that were all about supernatural or, you know, paranormal or whatever. I thought remember they were a the lot Ghostbusters of fun. Ghostbusters were on Scooby-Doo? Did you ever watch that one? I believe I do remember that, actually. Yeah. 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 So uh, I'm going to give Scooby-Doo a four on the grayscale. I think it's pretty solid. Uh, and, of course, it's going to make me do a little bit of math here. So it's eight, nine, ten. Ten point nine. And that's the other thing I want to say also that's kind of cool scale. about Scooby-Doo because it's so old. It was almost like a rite of passage too there for a while. Like a lot of popular people. I, th- I feel like Mr. T was on Scooby-Doo for a minute. Oh, yeah. Like there, a lot of people did cameos and ended up having their characters on Scooby-Doo. So, yeah, and but. it even like crossed over into pop culture after that. So like do you remember like the Wayne's World movie where they did the Scooby-Doo ending? You know? So yeah, it, it definitely crossed over. Yeah. The live action movie sucked balls but yeah yeah i think so too all right well that's going to be let's see so far we have uh, boy meets world uh with 5.8 on the grayscale uh scooby-doo with 10.9 on the grayscale and the wonder years for my third favorite tv show of all time I had a, we, we just to be completely honest with everyone we decided to do this like 10 minutes ago correct so we had to come up with these lists like super quick uh and i, I like my list a whole lot but you know there's going to be a ton of honorable mentions um there's so many things say, that, so many different directions we could have gone with making yeah. this list i just want to kind of like honor my actual childhood with in some of it so, yeah. yeah keep yeah. going chris yeah. Well, okay. So for my third favorite TV show of all time, uh, I'm talking about, uh, 
unsolved mysteries with host Robert Stack. Uh, this ran from 1987 all the way to 2002. Although I'm pretty sure I didn't really watch the last few seasons of it. Um, anyhow, as a kid, like whenever this TV show would come on, I would get so excited, but also like so scared at the same time. It had this like really trippy eighties synth theme song that would come on. And then like, you know, you would get to hear stories of like murders and like kidnappings and like UFOs and, you know, all sorts of really man, uh, crazy unexplained stuff Chris, i really do i'm not even like you know it's a running joke but man <laughs> this kind of stuff was like what really intrigued me i always loved it and i was actually talking this is so funny because i was talking to my mom today about this uh because we were talking about poltergeist which is one of my favorite movies of all time which of course came up on the last uh movies that molded me and uh she you know said you always wanted to watch all that stuff you know and and um Anyway, it was just funny because she was talking about how that was kind of like what I was into. I was always into the paranormal, like ghost, you know, no wonder I became religious at one point. But, uh, but yeah, so like, um, anyway, unsolved mysteries, uh, super creepy. Uh, Robert Stack's voice, whenever you would hear it, just give you like chills, which then chills down your spine. Uh, and then of course, all the, the really cool stories that they told, um, always was a, a whole lot of fun for me. And, uh, I always really enjoyed it and looked forward to that coming on. So, um, anyhow, uh, I give unsolved mysteries a, some of the acting was pretty cheesy, um, done by like no name actors and stuff. And that kind of takes away from the story. I'm actually like rewatching all of unsolved mysteries right now. Uh, and so I'm on season four and, uh, the acting is pretty horrible. So I'm going to have to dock at some points there. Uh, but I would give unsolved mysteries a 4.5 on the grayscale. Uh, Omar, what do you think about unsolved mysteries? Oh man. Um, well, shout out to Netflix because they're redoing it now. I mean, there's no yeah. Robert Stack, obviously, and they don't actually have a host, which is kind of cool. I, I would say yeah. like the the remake or the redo of the Unsolved Mysteries, I've watched them all and they're pretty good. The ones that um, are in English. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> no, but the ones that aren't I in English know, are just as good. <laughs> I know. But like, I, I don't like to always have to like focus on the TV. Um, yeah. Like I said, I listen to a lot of like true crime podcasts, and so yeah. now like I'm I get really into that stuff, but I don't have to like be watching it. I don't need the visual. Right. But when you when you're having to read subtitles, it's a whole different. Thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, but yeah, I agree. I'm just, you know, lazy. The French so, one for the first set was so fucking trippy. You know, like that guy that murdered his whole family. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some. <laughs> so, and the original that you're talking about with Robert Stack, um, I. So you hit on a couple things that I would agree with. The acting is very shitty. You know, it's always just kind of like, where did it <laughs> get? I mean, were they actually actors or who are these people? You know, and then and then yeah. you, they see like the real people that come in and tell their stories as well, and it's like they look nothing like the actors. I'm no. like, <laughs> like, why does everybody have to be like fifty pounds heavier in real life? Um, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I mean, well, you know, and for me as a child, like, so here, this is where it's going to be get interesting. Like, no, like, molded me because I didn't really watch it as a kid. It really wasn't, like, something that I was into. But um, it's going to definitely get, like, points because I'm into all that now for sure. And so, yeah. like, I've watched. Um, I know all about um, you know, some of the stuff they covered, the, the story with Robert Stack and his son. And, the, you know, there's there's layers to, to all of it. Um, and I think that, you know, no, no, America's Most Wanted. I was getting things tw- twisted. I'm sorry. Who's the guy that does America's Most Wanted? He had his. Um, 
I don't know. No, I think there was something with Robert Stack, though. I'm was pretty sure there was. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm getting things a little confused, so let me not speak on that exactly. But I'll I will score it uh three point three on the grace. No, three point four on the grace scale. Huh. All right. Um, so uh well good. Anything else you want to say about it? No. No. Okay, well I'm I know glad, Seth has never seen it. it. What? Uh, no, he has. <laughs> he has. He's why he's at least Are watched you the serious? News. I'm obsessed with psychopathology. I'm all about Okay. Unsolved mysteries and serial killers. So why don't you like Scooby Doo? They're all about psychopathology too. <laughs> no, they are not. Uh, I it feels to me to be in a weird category. <laughs> like when I think of movies that molded me, I'm not thinking of criminal show. Like you know, <laughs> like yeah, but just because you're just because you're fascinated killed, by it doesn't mean you're going Aunt, to do it. Who killed Aunt Ruth in the cabinet? Um. <laughs> I'm thinking of Clue. I think that's uh, Clue, and it's always the butler. It's always the butler. <laughs> no, I, I, but I love uh, serial killer documentaries and all of that, and I've watched all of the the episodes of which the show we're talking about. I, I would give it a a solid three point seven. Even the older ones, you watched all the older ones as well. I believe so. I think so. Yeah, I'd give it a three point seven. I'll take your your points. I'm sure uh, you will. I, I would say I would be very surprised if you've seen all of it. It's like, what is that? Uh, see, thirteen for fifteen years worth of uh, TV. There. Uh, hold on. Oh, let's I'm see. just going I off. I got to do a little bit of math on this one. What's been on Hulu and what's been on Netflix? The Netflix one are just the newer ones. I don't oh, know what's it? on Hulu. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so that means that Unsolved Mysteries is going to get an eleven point seven. On the grayscale. Out of 15, not bad. That's pretty good, Chris. Not bad. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. I didn't expect uh, to get a, a vote on that one from uh, Seth, but awesome. Very cool. Uh, all right. Well, that's going to bring us back around to Seth, your second favorite TV show of all time. What do you got, man? Okay. I want us all to close our eyes. <laughs> Is it Glee? <laughs> no. No. We're all going to close our eyes, and we're going to think of connectedness feeling one feeling popular feeling like your life matters and boy that girl is cute and you want to get her and there is a lake saved by the bell no oh dawson's creek that's a good one though chris oh may no. i may i may i no. may i may i may i may i come <laughs> no, on no. <laughs> come on man it's you know it, it's uh, got katie holmes i mean do you want to take by the belt instead here's here's your chance <laughs> like we'll, we'll allow you to just rewind the last 30 seconds and and say something what else. are you when saying wake that, up in the morning are you saying that dawson's creek wasn't a good show i mean i make a lot of jokes <laughs> about <laughs> it every now and then <laughs> like you know katie holmes needs to go back to the creek but you know there's comical <laughs> humor with it but if we're talking about tv shows that molded me i mean that i watched a lot of he would always climb into her window at night that sounded really creepy but i katie holmes i'm thinking of seventh heaven yes you are. was katie holmes on dawson's creek yes yeah. Okay. She was on both. All right. No, we'll no, no. That's not katie holmes in seventh heaven that's um oh my gosh she's hot uh, she. I'll look it up. You got keep talking. It's, it's not Katie Holmes. <laughs> it's okay. not Katie Holmes, uh, but I'll look it up. Keep talking. Yeah. No. I, 
I enjoyed the romance and what's his name? I don't even remember his name. What's the main? James Vanderbeek. Yeah, but what was his character's name? That's all that matters. Dawson. <laughs> Dawson. <laughs> yeah, it was his creek, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Okay, so Jessica Biel was the one you're thinking about, uh, by the okay. way. Oh yeah, that's gotcha. Clear. Uh, Seventh Heaven. So no, yeah. Anyway, so Dawson was what very, is your very thing cute. with like shows that are like other shows but not as good as other shows? Like the <laughs> not nine hundred two one zero or not <laughs> uh, Saved by the Bell? Like kind of like these other shows, and that's why we got popular, but not as good as uh, Saved by the Bell was a year ahead of me. So my brother watched Saved by the Bell. I didn't. Uh, he was probably really into AC Slater. Yes, he was. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. anything more about Dawson's Creek? I didn't mean to cut you off. Nothing. I just I think that it's a heartthrob film with very attractive actors that are agile and more like penis there's, throb. There's friendly <laughs> humor and banter and rejection and acceptance and all of the the things you need in a in a high school teen drama that will shape and mold. Uh, so what me. number do you give it? I what give it a four point two. <laughs> okay, Chris is losing good. his mind. You need, you need to score Oha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Omar, what do you think about Dawson's Creek? <laughs> I, I I gave Seth a chance. Uh, you guys heard me give him a chance to to get out of this one, but um, I have never watched an episode of Dawson's Creek, and that therefore like, me neither. <laughs> really? I, like here's here, let, let me finish. I'm not done shitting on it, but like I've never okay, watched okay. it. For, like um, the age gap, I think, plays a huge yeah role here as well. And yeah. um, being from North Carolina, and was supposed to take place in North Carolina, so some people like in that area were like, oh. Like I knew people that kind of got into it, and so I would catch parts of episodes, but it was just so bad. It was just <laughs> drama and not. I no 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 thank you. I I can't score it, but if I could, it wouldn't make much of a difference. <laughs> yeah, I I wasn't watching TV at this time, like at all. So Dawson's Creek, I never saw it. It just was. It was too late for me as far as like this kind of TV Seth. show, man. You know that. Yeah. You know this means. You know this means I can't win the game now. It's official. That's not true. No, that's not true. It's, you it's could. pretty official. It's it's just, it's probably um, pretty official. <laughs> well, okay. well, poor little Dawson's Creek. I think my wife has watched watched this. She's uh, a little bit older than you, Seth. And if Elizabeth is here, I think she, she probably could it. score it too. Yeah. Uh, Dawson's Creek's going to get a 4.2 on the grayscale. Unfortunately, I'm sure it's great. Um, yeah, but move on. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> moving on. Anyway. All right. That's going to bring us to Omar's second favorite TV show of all time. All right. Number two coming in. This, so, coming this where? is funny. <laughs> Come, wait, where? Coming right, right, right what, coming, in. Coming, coming in. in. Oh, okay. Coming, Just want to clarify coming, that. This is, coming, this is coming in for you, Seth. Um, oh, please no. So... Uh, I know you already mentioned this is funny Consent. too because Chris already did the Unsolved Mysteries and we've already kind of talked about Scooby-Doo Unsolved Mysteries there's like a theme going on here but my number two for Mold of Me is going to have to be Law and Order SVU <gasps> right. not, not, not the see, dun, dun, this is, see dun, dun, you, you feel that coming in right now Seth you feel that coming in so uh, <laughs> <take> <laughs> <laughs> so basically 1999 we got to get dick wolf up in this bitch um you have olivia benson and 
and, and Elliot Staber, who basically, it, this is a spinoff from the original Law & Order, but it's so much better than the original Law & Order. Um, kung, kung. It's re yes, I love that that sound. It's almost like Netflix stole that sound. I feel like and just changed it slightly, ever so slightly. And so, <laughs> like, I bet Dick Wolf someplace like super pissed about that. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, this molded me in such a way that it just opened the door wide open for the true crime genre TV shows. After that, like me and Elizabeth, the first year we got married. We were living in Homer, Alaska, living in like a room that was maybe like 15 by 15, if I'm being generous, you know, and that's all. And we spent all of our time in this room and we watched, you know, went down to the little video store down the corner and just started like watching all these old movies. And we got stuck on, I'd never watched any Law and Order at that po- at point. And um, it's really shocking. You're dealing with a lot of stuff that has to do with kids and rape victims and, and things that you really don't want to spend your time thinking about. But the way they just do the drama between Elliot and Olivia, but then also how they're dealing with these criminals and, and the victims, it sucks you in so hard that, I mean, we I binge watched pretty much, I mean, it's 1999 to present. It's another TV show that has no ending date on it and right. um it you have to come up for air but we i binge watched it all up until that point whenever we had gotten married i think it was <laughs> where a year that was so yeah if, um but uh i give it a 4.7 on the grayscale it was 11 years ago, whatever many years, 11 years. Um, 4.7 on the grayscale <laughs> and only docking 0.3 because uh, it's kind of graphic in some some parts. But the acting is great. Um, I mean, there are some that make you kind of feel good at the end when they catch. But it, it's, it deals with a whole lot of like the litigation behind making sure they have a strong case. All the different stuff that's set up for me being interested in other true crime shows down the line i think there's better true crime shows but this is the one that molded me the most and set me up for for everything that came after so all right uh seth what do you think about law and order i know you're gonna score it pretty high i mean i first just want to compliment omar's uh response there (laughs) innuendos i heard comes in sucks grass for air (laughs) There were so many sexual innuendos, I didn't know if I, I wasn't for sure what was happening. But I will, this this is a home run. Uh, Law & Order SVU is a show that 100% has molded me. Um, Olivia Benson is the world to me. Uh, that's a weird thing to say because she's just, a, you know, just an actor on a screen. But yes, I would attribute even some of my... Uh, career choices in regards to SVU. Uh, partly wow. why I worked at a crisis line for several years. Um, it was being somewhat close to you know helping essentially on the on the other side of it. Um, but anyhow, I, I give it a five. I'm actually giving wow. this the top of the line. This is the best. It yes, it's phenomenal. All right. Well, I like Law and Order just fine. Uh, I think it's a pretty good show. Which and Law and Order? 
Uh, I've seen bits. I mean, I've seen episodes from all of them. Uh, SVU, um, whatever the other one, Criminal Intent. I mean, I've seen Criminal episodes Intent from all is of also them. really good. I that's one I could have probably put Ugh. above SVU. Which is know. the one with Ice T? SVU. You don't like the you don't like the okay. main actor. I think that's the thing is that the main actor in the Criminal Intent kind of gets on my nerves. Yeah, I can't stand him. Yeah, <laughs> I never watched it. <laughs> all right. Uh, I would give Law and Order a three, uh, so that's going to be twelve point seven mm. uh, total. So right now, Law and Order is leading uh, twelve point seven out of fifteen, mind you. It's very very high score there. Uh, so good job, Omar. And that's going to bring us to my number two, which I know I already know you guys are going to score low, but that's fine. Um, it's recent-ish, 10 years ago it ended. Uh, it's going to be, uh, it ran from 2004 to 2010. Uh, Damon Lindelof, Carlton Cuse ran TV show, uh, but originally also J.J. Uh, Abrams inspired Lost. Uh, and this, of course, is about Oceanic Flight, uh, you know, crashing on an island. And uh, the island is, of course, full of mysterious uh, properties. Um, time works different there. Uh, you know, there's polar bears on the island. There's, you know, random hatches that they have to go and explore. Lots of mysteries, a mysterious, you know, monster in the woods that they have to try to figure out. Uh, and certainly, uh, all these people have a story, um, and they all are connected somehow. And they, they tell the story of these survivors through flashbacks and whatnot throughout the, the series. And, uh, you know, it's part mystery, part drama, part, um, sci-fi, you know, and it's, uh, it kind of encompasses is all of those things. And um, one thing that I used to love to do is we would all get together. Uh, it used to come on on Wednesdays. So we'd all get together on Wednesday or maybe it was Thursday. I can't remember. But either way, we would, you know, watch the show every week. And every week we would just, you know, sit there and ponder over the mysteries and try to figure out what in the hell is happening on this TV show. Uh, and, you know, there was uh, tie-ins to, of course, religion and whatnot and uh, famous, you know, psychology, uh, psychologists and stuff. So, there was all these like things and clues that you had to try to figure out. Uh, and it was just always, you know, something that was a very fun talking piece. And uh, a lot of people were really upset about the way the show ended, but I actually think that the ending is brilliant. Uh, I like the ending very much. There are some things that don't really live up, you know, upon watching it today. If you were to go back and watch it today, some things are a little outdated and, or, you know, don't really live up to today's standards as far as like, you know, politically correct culture and stuff. But, uh, I think for its time, of course, it revolutionized TV, uh, and did a lot for TV. So I love this TV show. I think it's fantastic. I really wish people would have, um, you know, given it a little bit more time, uh, and not, you know, given up on it whenever it got a little bit too, I guess, hard for them to understand. And I think that's what happened for most people, uh, with Lost. Uh, but I give Lost an absolute five on the grayscale. I love this TV show. What do you, uh, what do you think about Lost, uh, Omar? Good pick. I mean, that just did not surprise me. I've spent a week at your house. I know how you feel about Lost. Um, we, <laughs> we've had this conversation and I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised by my scoring for you. Um, when I first watched Lost, first time around, I was much deeper in my whole religious kick and working for a church and all that different stuff. And so I watched it in a complete different worldview and lens, and it really connected with me all the way through. Um, I really loved it, and I was just convinced 
that it was going to have a Christian storyline and theme and like, you know, every, there's going to be a heaven and hell and, you know, it's going to go that way. I was convinced they had because they had played me so well. And then the last <laughs> episode uh, when they reveal what actually has been going on the entire time and, and what's happening, I was I was pissed. I thought there was a <laughs> uh, plot against Christianity and that <laughs> this is all part of the Illuminati or the whole one world order and trying to like take it. And so I was, I, I was, uh, what's the word? Suspicious. Uh, that was a while ago now though. Now I really appreciate how they did the ending. And I honestly, I think it's one of those shows I should rewatch. I think it's one of those shows that I would enjoy much more the second time around, like because yeah. I'm not having a whole completely different lens and and worldview to watch it through. Um, and, but I enjoyed it the first time around. The only thing that I would dock it at all would be the ending. And same as Game of Thrones. Like I fucking love Game of Thrones, but fuck that ending. So, um, yeah, I would agree with you on Game of Thrones. I would disagree with you on Lost, though, about like the ending being bad. I think you need to, to but that's to the way another I felt shot. about it. Like the same, right, the same the time, emotional yes. feeling. Like I, yes. I've, I have. I'm coming around. I've come around. So I was so pissed off because, like, I watched it with my wife and my best friend. The the ending, the the last episode, and I know my mom was watching at the same time because she was obsessed with it too. But I'm like over here bawling my eyes out while my friend and my wife are over here laughing. Like, and I, it was you know such a, a real moment for me, you know. And they're over there, you know, just cutting up about how shitty the ending is. <laughs> and it, you know, and then my mom called and she's in tears too. And I'm like, somebody gets me <laughs> Dude, it, it was an epic show i mean i remember some yeah. of the storylines and things that are going on and, and they go back and how they're talking about like they didn't have a fucking clue what they what <laughs> no, they were doing the writers didn't but it, it, <laughs> um and i think probably i'm a little the reason i don't like rewatching tv shows a lot of times is you can find the holes in the storyline a lot more yes. the second time around and that's the thing and I'm, there are and that's the thing i'm scared about with lost is it yeah. was so like mind-bending that I'll I'll be like pissed at like oh no you this but this won't work because of that you know what I mean so that's right one thing. I give it a four point uh, <laughs> five on the grayscale. I was struggling between a four point four and a four point five, and I think that this may be a very close game to, and it may curious. come down to that point. I'm curious what the what the what the criteria between a four point four and a point four five is. He's reading the rubric, Seth. That's the criteria. Um, okay. That and because um, I want to give it a four point five. I think is is fair. Uh, 4.4, yeah. the, the extra one point could be taken away because of what was just said about the holes being in the plot. Like, that's, yeah. where, that's where I feel justified. And if I wanted to take that extra point away. But um, we'll see how things shake out. What do you give it, Seth? Yeah, what do you think, Seth? Oh, I think, and I, I'm going to repeat, I feel like, a lot of what Omar said. So, I, it is timeless, I think that Lost, it's not, it's not really just like a TV show. It's it's almost like a staple. It's um, yeah, it's a classic. It's been put into that realm. I feel like, and so yeah, this is definitely a show that you're probably going to watch more than once. 
I do remember feeling outraged at several points, and it's been a long time, so I can't remember everything. In fact, I don't even remember the ending. Um, but I remember there was a lot of heated debate around it, and it seemed like it started to get more and more far-fetched as it got towards the end. But um, it was far-fetched to begin with, in my opinion. But I mean, either, you know, that was part of it. it. It was supposed to be that way. Well, you know? it, it just yeah, got when, more. When they, just, when they it felt get like it got like, getting more and more. You know, that gets when, when they get line. to those camps and they're living in those like houses and stuff like that. Like, that that's where it got. I'm like, what's what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, but there's a story behind that. Yeah. To me, that's not far-fetched. The far-fetched stuff is when they start traveling through time. <laughs> But I love that about it. I think that's what, you know, one of the things that makes it so interesting. Well, and always just, if yeah. it, that sounded really whiny, it feels, it felt <laughs> like they were intentionally hiding information. Well, that's just it. People, like, this is what I love about Damon Lindelof. It because me the freak off. Because And this is the way he does with all of his TV shows. Well, but it's like, he gives you this this mystery, this story, and then he doesn't give you all the answers. He lets you figure out what you want to believe and doesn't just force feed it to you. And a lot of people will reject that and say, oh, they didn't give me the answer. That show sucked. No, it's actually better because now you're having to actually use your brain to try to figure it out. Well, he did. And it. you'll always be wondering about it. He did like that, whatever you, you determine on it, like at every step, not like the entire show, like that's how it ended, yeah. but like every point in the show, there was always this, you didn't have any yeah. freaking clue yeah, what was And then they would like move on to something else the next time. Right. You'd completely forget yeah. about the cliffhanger until later on, they brought it back up. That's you true. Know? That was irritating. And it yeah. was just like but, this mind but game. But it was awesome. Right. Again, <laughs> classic, timeless. This show is definitely something that you would watch more than once. I give it yeah. a 4.3. Okay. All right. So uh, let me do that. So that's eight point eight plus five. The thirteen point. I'm eight. dying to hear what Seth's number one is. And, me too. And, and go ahead with it. I will be right back. I gotta go stir my spaghetti sauce. For sure. All right. Lost gets a thirteen point eight on the grayscale. Uh, Seth, what is your number one TV show of all time? Sexual Indoindos. Did Omar just say that he needed to go stir his spaghetti sauce? <laughs> I wouldn't think that's sexual innuendo. I don't know. Stir sauce. It's just, I don't know. Uh, Okay. Wow. So I'm aware. I've already voted a a TV show and and no one voted on it except for me. And I think that's going to happen again. And I'm okay with it. Oh, no. But there is a show that I, to me, was, um, was influential in the period of time in which I started questioning my sexuality. And it's a okay, show. we're getting real. It's a show called Everwood. And I don't know. Okay. Even, all right. And uh, Andrew Brown uh, was a neuro. Treat Williams. Brain surgeon who was like, they lived in New York and his wife died. He has a son by the name of Ephraim. And they moved from New York to this small town called Everwood. And he's a 
from being a you know incredible neurosurgeon to now just being a family practitioner doctor and you have the whole politics of the town involved but then you also have Ephraim who's coming in I think as a freshman in high school and all of the stuff that happens there and then there's this girl that's in the picture whose dad is also one of the other doctors in the town a doctor and yeah. rivalry and I think someone dies at some point like it gets and someone almost dies. There's, there's, there was a lot of stuff that was going on in that show that hit me emotionally. And yeah. I really thought that Ephraim was cute as hell. So, Come on, Smurfs? <laughs> no. I'm uh, not Everwood. talking about Smurfs. Everwood. I'm talking about a show called Everwood. Who played Ephraim, by the way? Was it uh, Chris? Who played something? Ephraim? Gregory Smith. Yeah. Oh, nah, I was thinking of someone else. Anyway. Andrew Brown, the, the yeah. dad, that was Treat Williams. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay, well, what would you give Everwood on the grayscale? A 4.5. All right. Uh, Omar, have you ever heard of Everwood? I mean, I feel like they tell you to, to call the doctor if you take a little blue pill and that's what happens but um other than that no it's first i've heard of it yeah uh so okay i have to say this i never heard of everwood until my wife one year for christmas asked for the dvd box set i bet she asked for an everwood after after (laughs) Uh, i get some cred here because you're Also, doesn't that scare you that your wife has such wonderful taste that she watches the same things that I watch? Perhaps you should listen to me. So, I had to end up watching this TV show with her. Mm -hmm. Um, I can't say that I enjoyed it as much as you or she did, Um, but I can appreciate it. Uh, And since I did watch Everwood, um, I would... I'll give it a three on the grid. I think it deserves a three. It's entertaining. Um, it's not great, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, I can see why you liked it, Seth. Uh, that's so strange. You and my wife both on the, uh, on the TV shows, Dawson's Creek and, and Everwood. Uh, Brown, but anyways, I just, man, I crushed so hard. Like that is almost kind of when I started to realize, Hey, we might have a problem. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a problem, but well, uh, I'm just saying yeah. at that point in my life. I know, I know. So, yes. All right, so Omar, that's going to bring us to your number one TV show of all time. Oh man, I was trying to prep some some theme music before I got to do that. But, uh, <laughs> stirring my sauce threw me off a little bit. Can I take a guess? Take a guess. Ducktales, dude. That's a good one. That's close. Oh man, you wanted you want to guess right. too, Seth? Uh, Ozark. Ooh, that's no. a good one too. Or there's so many good shows. Oz- oh out wait, there. no. Or Ozark, <laughs> or what's the other one? The he's, it's going to be it's going to be a cartoon. You'll never guess, and and you're and you're wrong. Oh, um, he sells meth. That guy. What was that show called? Oh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. Breaking Bad. Actually, it, didn't. It yeah, deserves. We can talk about some of the <clears throat> running up. And Sorry, Chris hasn't gone. I'm taking your way. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, you, no, you never you're good. You guys are so far <laughs> off too. So this is another 1990 show. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, created Teenage by Ninja Turtles, the Wayne's Brothers. 
Starring James Carey. In living color. You can do it. That's what I wanted to play the fucking theme music. So here in a second, when you guys are talking about it, I'll pull it up. In uh, living color. Yeah. It just makes you, and you got J-Lo dancing up there on the stage, which is still, (laughs) hey-ho. The Fly Girls, man. I'm telling you. Um, I feel like In Living Color was the Waynes Brothers, like, clap back to Saturday Night Live uh, at the time, which was predominantly all white and you yeah, know, and going in a certain direction, and you know, pretty popular um, in 1990, and still popular to this day. Um, and um, man, but I don't the it the Wayne brothers are so funny. I'm sorry, you got Damon yeah. and Kenan Ivory Wayne. Um, if you don't know who James Carey is, you might know him better as Jim Carey. Um, and right. This is like the thing that really launched his career, and it's just improv style uh you got stand-up comedians that are doing bits and there's hilarious bits stuff that would not be okay today um you have handyman which (laughs) it was like one of my favorite characters and i might get some hate for this but hey um it was a special um needs superhero you know and and, uh (laughs) he would uh one of the wings was i think that was damon who played who played him and uh, he would show up and do things like if somebody was using the handicap <laughs> stall in the bathroom, <laughs> he'd show up and come to the rescue and fight him. And um, you had what was it? Uh, the ambiguous, ambiguously gay duo uh, was there for that. That was in Living Color, right? Uh, no, I think that might have been SNL because okay. that was. Are you sure? Yeah, anyway. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, I'm almost positive. Well, definitely got Homie the Clown and Fire Marshal Bill. Uh, Fire Marshal Bill yes. was uh, Jim Carrey's character. Let me show you something. You know, and uh, <laughs> and Homie don't play that. I mean, for me in the 90s, I, I was Homie the Clown one year for Halloween. I had the sock. <laughs> I would hit people with the sock, tell them, you know, Omi. You know, my nickname was Omi. So Omi don't play that, you know, so um, I've been sticking very true to like, and I, to the whole like Modemy side of things. And I mean, honestly, I don't think in Living Color gets enough love for what it was, when it was, and who, whose careers it launched. Um, right. And I don't think that the Waynes Brothers to this day get as, as credit for, I mean, they've put out some really funny stuff. Oh yeah, um, major pain. Uh, oh God, major pain is great. Is like, uh, may, <laughs> may give you something. Take away, <laughs> take mind off that pain. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, God, dude, yeah. Wanda. Do you remember Wanda? Yeah, yeah, for sure. That that was and uh, Keenan the Ivory, one guy, when wasn't it? No, yeah. yeah, no, no, no. It was. It, that, I think that it was Damon. Damon. Too? And then there was also the character. I don't remember who played him. Uh, he was like this homeless man with crack on his nose or whatever. Oh, he walked around. Was that it was David yeah. too? Wasn't it? I think so. He like, hey, you know, how, how much if I just get like a, a half of this sandwich or whatever? Well, I remember when he was the, like the meat off of it, showing his uh, <laughs> pad, his cardboard box, like it was like Yo and TV <laughs> crib style almost or yeah. something like that. He was very proud of his little window. Anyway. So I would give yeah. In Living Color, I mean, based on cast alone, I mean, I I mean, if you guys didn't catch it earlier, J-Lo, J- Jennifer Lopez got her career as a fucking fly girl dancing for In Living Color and went on to her career as the ass queen. So um, 
<laughs> that was rude. Anyway, uh, I give it a 4.9 on the grayscale. Wow. Okay. Um, Seth, what do you think about In Living Color? Never seen it. <laughs> okay. That makes sense, though. I mean, I don't know. I, I probably would have never seen this because it didn't. it did not come on regular, like, TV. It came on I late at night, to have, too. I always remember it was, like, one of the last things right. I watched before I went to bed at night. Yeah. So, we didn't have cable at my house, but my grandmother... She did have cable. So my grandma watched stuff like The Simpsons and In Living Color. And I used to love to go spend time in the summer at my grandma's house because we would watch, you know, between In Living Color, The Simpsons. We would also watch like Alfred Hitchcock stuff. If another animated show would have ended up on my list, it would have been The Simpsons. For motability alone, it's not the best animated show, I think. And I feel like, I mean, that's another one that's still going to this day, which In Living Color didn't last that long. It didn't make it out of the 90s. I think it only had... I don't I have to look it up, but I would be surprised if I had more than like five seasons. Right. Yeah, it, it was pretty short lived, but uh, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I actually liked it more than I liked uh, Saturday Night Live, um, you know, until we, of course, got like Chris Farley and Adam Sandler and those guys. Then can, I kind of like switched back over about but. how a little bit fucked up. It does say about the 90s, how yeah. Jim Carrey wasn't yeah. even the funniest person on that show. But he's the only and then one. He made it. He's the only one whose career got launched from that. So yeah, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. That is, there's something to that, you know. Uh, Jim Carrey definitely not the funniest person, and I like Jim Carrey. I love him a I, lot, especially like I, I, I like what he's doing now. That's like the person of. We should do a movies about me, Jim Carrey next or something. For That's sure, because I actually think that Jim Carrey is also a very good actor whenever he's doing drama. I don't think he's just good at comedy. Yeah. Uh, but anyhow, I mean. Yeah, you're right about the Wayans brothers. I mean, they're they're absolutely incredible, and they don't get the um, the recognition they deserve. Um, I'm going to give In Living Color a four, which is going to give uh, that TV show an eight point nine on the grayscale. Mm. Um, Seth not seeing it really hurt. That's that's going to be an interesting <laughs> scoring total at the end. We'll see. Yeah, it would have been up there for sure. We'll I, I I would suggest Seth at least like look up a couple YouTube videos. It's still funny from In Living Color. Dude, yeah, it's it's super funny okay. and super un PC. Like there was two, like uh, David Allen Greer, yes. I think was Thank one you. of the guys yes. too, and and it was him and Damon Wayans who played like these movie critics, but they were yes. gay, yes, and they would dress up and they were like hated it, yes, yes. <laughs> so funny. Thank you, Dave, uh, you so had, funny thank you for saying David Allen Greer because I, yeah. I didn't mention him and he definitely deserves yeah. a mention. He was hilarious there. He actually, uh, I think he played the handyman role maybe maybe it wasn't damon and i think yeah it's it's hard for me to remember who played what but but yeah it's it's so good if you haven't seen in living color at least go watch a few clips on youtube um all right that's gonna bring me to my number one favorite tv show of all time it's actually pretty recent and i know seth is gonna be up in the air about that but um (laughs) <laughs> Seth, I know that you've seen this show, but I don't think Omar has. Uh, talking about Damon Lindelof, of course, who I, I love. He did Watchmen, uh, but that's not what I'm going to be talking about today. Um, so if you haven't seen Watchmen, you need to check it it's out. But, I've but seen that. It is really good. I uh, <laughs> right. Uh, 
this came out in 2014 and lasted a perfect three seasons. Uh, it wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. It was just enough to tell the story. Uh, I'm talking about the leftovers. Uh, and I want to talk about the leftovers, you know, even though I know it's not going to score high, uh, because I don't think Omar's seen it. Uh, but the leftovers kind of like how Seth was talking about, you know, during his, trying to figure out who he is phase of life. Uh, Everwood was there for him. Uh, I kind of feel that way about the leftovers uh, in that I was coming out of a very religious period of my life. Uh, and you're you know, coming out. Yeah, I know <laughs> coming out as, as not Christian anymore anyway. And uh, this TV show was great because it kind of leads you to believe that it's about the rapture. Okay. Which in Christian, um, I don't want to say theology, but mythology uh, is where God takes, you know, the elect or, you know, a certain few that belong to him to heaven and they just disappear. Right. And so you're led to believe that this is, you know, the catalyst for this TV show. There's all these people that disappeared. In fact, it's 2% of the world, but the TV show really deals with the grief of these people and how they recover or at least try to deal with it whenever, you know, their loved ones disappear and are gone, uh, what that does to your psyche, what that does, you know, to your everyday life, how that affects you. Some people end up in cults. Some people are just fine. Other people, you know, have um, a really hard time with it. Uh, other people capitalize on it, right? So there's, there's all sorts of different reactions to this uh, cataclysmic event. Uh, and, um, you get to see like all these different people's perspective, or at least all these people from uh, this one town. And it really is heartbreaking uh, and pensive. And it's something that really encourages you not to try to answer the question of why, because of course everyone wants to know why did this happen? Who's responsible for this? Like, is there a God that's in control of all of this? And the TV show inspires you to simply let that mystery be. Uh, and at the time for me, it was very cathartic because I was struggling with myself. Like, who am I? I belonged to God and now I don't, you know, what am I supposed to do with my life? Who is God? Who created us? Like, what are we here for? What's the purpose? And the TV show actually, through watching it, helped me um, decide to just let that mystery be. And because of that, uh, I was able to get through a really tough time in my life. So I love this TV show so much. It has a very specific uh, purpose in my life. It's very near and dear to me. Uh, incredibly acted. Uh, I haven't talked about any of the acting yet because, well, it's TV. It doesn't have to be great. Uh, but The Leftovers is absolutely great. Justin Thoreau, uh, Carrie Coon, uh, incredible acting, incredible performances. Um, oh gosh, her name is escaping me right now, but she's, she's so good. Um, she plays the leader of the, uh, Guilty Remnant. Her name is Patty in the TV show, but her, her name is escaping me in real life. Uh, she's absolutely incredible in this. Um, Anyhow, there are tie-ins tie with Lost, obviously, because Damon Lindelof was a, a showrunner on Lost. Uh, so you'll you see some Easter eggs, you know, between the two TV shows. Uh, but it's it's beautiful. If if Lost was the question, The Leftovers is the answer. 
Uh, and so I love it and I highly recommend that you watch it. Uh, it, it's painful to watch sometimes because it's not, you know, there's all, there's elements of humor. There's elements, you know, of drama and stuff, but mostly, uh, it's just really pensive and it makes you wonder and think. And, uh, if you are into that kind of thing, you're going to absolutely love this TV show. Uh, I give it five stars. Well, you, Seth, cause I know you've seen the leftovers. What do you think? You heard it here. Oh, Okay, well, I was going to quote you, and I forgot, so whatever. I think that The Leftovers <laughs> is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. How funny is that? Uh, yep, I lost it again. Uh, the Leftovers <laughs> is absolutely amazing. Very much enjoyed it. I think that it is the, the character development in the show is also, in my opinion, quite impressive. And I it's getting a 4.2 for me. Uh, this show is, is very good. I very much want to encourage you to watch it. It's very thought provoking. It, it takes it, you to a different level. There, there's much more going on than what you see on the screen and let your heart enjoy it. Yeah. I forgot to mention Liv Tyler's in this as well. And she's really good in it. Uh, Omar, you haven't seen the leftovers, right? Well, no, I looked it up. When you were talking, when you first started talking, I was like, no, I haven't seen this. But when you started describing it, I'm like, man, it sounds like some stuff I've seen, possibly on Netflix or something. So I looked it up while you were talking, and no, I have not seen it. But I may be interested in looking for a TV show to watch soon, so I'm going to keep it in mind. So Yeah, I really think you're going to like it a whole lot. It's really good. And... um Anyhow, I highly recommend it for anyone to watch, uh, specific, specifically if you're into mystery, if you're into, uh, you know, like I said earlier, thinking about things and, and, and not needing it spoon fed to you. Uh, this is definitely a TV show for you. So that means that the leftovers is going to end with a 9.2 on the grayscale. Not too bad. Uh, Omar, do you want to give us some of your honorable mentions while I'm totaling everything up? Man, I'd have to look it up, but just off the dome, I would, you know, I didn't shout out too much to all the shows I used to watch coming home from elementary school that I'd rush home off the bus to watch to make sure I got home by three o'clock for the lineup. And it was like Tailspin, Darkwing Duck, uh, Gargoyles, I think was in, was in that one as well. Um, uh, there's something else that was mentioned. Oh, uh, what's the one with uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers? And then we had the TGIF Friday night lineup with Family Matters. Uh, was always yes. the with Urkel and stuff. But I think that was what like the highlight. But then you also had um, Home Improvement with Tim yes. Taylor uh-huh. and stuff. And so there, there were so many molded uh, TV shows that was growing up. So I'm really excited to be able to add some of these TV shows later in the future in some different categories that might come up and um, as we're talking and uh, but but yeah so many different TV shows and then even like ones uh, that we have mentioned on like the last episode Stranger Things some of the newer ones um, are really good there's uh, what's the one uh, Seth helped me out with this one the where the uh, it was on Netflix. I thought they were going to do another series. It did. It did two seasons, and then just heard they're not doing a third season. And it was all about the profiling of the FBI, uh, and the serial killers, and mine hunters. And so, I mean, there's just 
Or Mindhunter, yeah. There's just a, a, Oh, they're not going to do a third? I just saw this week that they're not doing it. That's oh, bummer. It's such a bummer. Because it would have gone so far. Yeah. Anyways. I agree. And that's all based on true events. So there's so much good TV out there. And, and with streaming, and you have Hulu and Amazon Prime, and uh, you know Prime's putting out stuff, Netflix is putting out stuff. So um, between the things as a kid growing up watching and the stuff now that there's just binge watchable type material um i'm looking forward to talking about some of these tv shows so seth um you always like to hear it and um i'll, I'll, I'll say you were right i mean i at the time i'm gonna go with i'm glad that we told you you were wrong because you know we i think i won that the westerns whatever that week or whatever so yeah. <laughs> With Lonesome Dove, you could have definitely scored a lot higher. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, maybe we'll revisit oh, well. that one day. Uh, Seth, what are some of your honorable mentions? Oh, there's so many. Uh, Seventh Heaven, you know, that that uh, molded me quite a bit. I would say... Jessica Bill definitely molded me. I mean, she was pretty hot. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Is, is. What is this was? Is. Fair. Uh, even uh, otherwise into childhood thinking Disney, like Smart Guy. I was really into Smart Guy and Boy Meets World, I which I mentioned it. earlier. Um, Did you ever see The Wonder Years? Yes. That was, so much better than that was where I was okay. headed next was The Wonder Years okay. and House Matters and all of that crap. I Those Do- were all. Doogie Hauser, Al- mm-hmm. Alf. <laughs> Dude, Alf was awesome. I used to love Alf. <laughs> Seth, did you ever watch the one that uh, with the special needs character as the the main character? Um, what would you do if I sang out of tune? <laughs> Stand up. That, I mean, that was how it's the that Beatles song was the one that started the. Uh, I don't know that I know this. Oh, you think, family, I, uh, I don't know. Go ahead, Seth. You're not thinking smart guy, right? You're thinking a no. person with disabilities, not a super genius. No, no. It was like the main character. I think it was like even Downs or something like that. And uh, <laughs> he was such a lovable character, though. And it was that's that's what the show was about. Uh, but it was a really good like '90s show as well. Let me look it up. Keep talking, Seth. You okay. Sound, sounds like something that came on PBS. And no. talking. Uh, uh, <laughs> Newer shows that I think are going to have a big impact. I would say, I mean, The Leftovers for sure. Succession on uh, Apple. Succession on good. Apple Plus was phenomenal. Truth Be Told on there is also really, really good. Um, I felt like it, if you follow it, you have to you have to be diligent with it, but it's good. Um, yeah, I think those deserve some shout outs, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so if I were to go like way back, I'm going to have to talk about uh, nobody. And I know he's not popular now, but at the time, super, super important TV show. The Cosby show uh, yeah, to me okay. was extremely important. I watched it nonstop that uh, along with, uh, you know, someone already mentioned a different world. I can't, I can't, um, I can't believe, you. you know, I can't, I can't believe what? you. It was great. Chris, it's not Chris, just about Bill Cosby. He was, Felicia he, was Rashad. he was abusing women when he that was. was happening he was but we didn't know that well we didn't know that well the fact yeah. that you cosby show was great you think it's you great can go back and watch it you and a, still like you it something <laughs> is that what that makes me no and then uh 
uh, you know, shows like Saved by the Bell, we mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, I, you know, of course, Darkwing Duck, all those shows, DuckTales that uh, Omar was talking about, Tailspin, used to love that. Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was my jam. I was obsessed with that nonsense. Um, the, the original, not the older stuff. The stuff that you probably watched, Seth, was garbage. Um, as far as, you know, as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles go. Um <laughs> Life <laughs> no Goes offense. On, which was the name of the song I was singing as well, uh, is the name oh of the show God. I was talking about, by the way. I don't remember that show at all. Webster? You remember that one? Yes, Webster was great. Yeah, I loved Webster. Um, which Silver I always Spoon? liked Webster because he, uh, he had that secret tunnel in the clock. Do you remember that? Uh, kind of. They had like this huge grandfather clock and you could open it up and it was a secret passageway. Yeah, I don't know why that always intrigued me. I just remember that, that Webster dude was like a full-grown man, and we didn't know it. Right. <laughs> I always thought that was funny. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and, and of course, if we're talking about like newer shows, I just got through watching this show that's fantastic, and you need to watch it. It's on, uh, maybe it's on Netflix. It's called The Queen's Gambit. Uh, if you have not seen it yet, that's oh, Netflix. that's got to be your next TV show. It's really good. Um I really loved that. Uh, I don't know. There's tons of good stuff out nowadays. So uh, just look up whatever. You know, Breaking Bad, we didn't really talk about it, but it's phenomenal. Um, eh, I don't know. Tons of shows we could talk about, but let's go through the list. You ready? Let's do it. Who won? Who won this bitch? Well, let's talk about the movies for, or the TV shows, I guess I should say first. Uh, at number five with 9.2 points, I can't believe it made the list. The Leftovers. <laughs> That's saying something whenever a TV show that only two of us voted on makes it. <laughs> uh, at number four with 10.9 points, Scooby-Doo. Oh, God. Uh, number three with 11.7 points, Unsolved Mysteries. Woo-woo. Uh, number two with 12.7 points, Law and & Order. And the number one TV show of all time, and I'm so happy it's on here, is Lost with 13.8 points Dang. on the motherfucking gray scale. Three of Chris's movies are on the top five. I tore it up. I tore it I'm up. I'm really sorry. Uh, so let's see who won, I'm shall really we? Not, I don't think right. I got a single point. I no, think... No, two, 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 two of mine were on the, <laughs> the other two. I think I need to quit this show. I think, you know, we talked about me not being at the show when this sh- when this all launched, you know, and now I've kind of been allowed back in. I think maybe you should restrict my rights again and kick me back out. I don't think I should play this game. <laughs> I, I think it's fun because you represent a certain demographic and there are people who are going to go yeah I fucking love Boy Meets World I, I love Dawson's Creek Everwood's my jam no, no I don't and then they're going to be like lost what the fuck is that shit I don't shit? know if anyone you would know, ever so, say that except for me unfortunately but anyhow well, go ahead go ahead read those out those, those beautiful scores alright uh, <laughs> 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 alright with 17.5 <laughs> points on the grayscale in third place, Seth. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, in second place with 32.5 points is Omar, which means I won this game with 35 points. Nice. Good job, Chris. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, this was fun. I like doing the uh, the TV shows as well. I think uh, that's going to be a really fun addition to this uh, to this game. All right. All right. Well, we time. got another interview coming up here in about thirty minutes. So that was fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait a minute. I got to read an email real quick. We got an email from a guest. Uh, I'm going to pull it up real quick. Uh, this came in this morning, actually. Really strange. Um, Dear Movies That Molded Me, I really enjoyed it before Seth was on the show. Can you please <laughs> kick him off? His choices are the absolute worst. <laughs> Thanks. Concerned listener. Uh, concerned listener, I'm afraid we're going to have to keep Seth on. We like Seth, so he may not have the best choices in movies, but he's a good dude. And, uh, you know, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> You can really email happen. us if you want to talk to us. Movies that molded me at gmail.com. There you Make are. sure to go like and subscribe. Check out the FTG network uh, woop and woop. Uh, check out our other podcasts as well. Fade to gray. You got it. Woop woop. Later. <laughs> Thanks everybody.